the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement on the show. Our show is is all about saving money and building up wealth. That that's the key to building up wealth over a long time is 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 to is to put it away every paycheck every time. Our our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively, and and that that simply means putting away as much money as you can, then building it up and conservatively managing it. And I understand the world today, and. And where we're going, I mean, it, it, it's really interesting the, to see the different types of, of, of savings around the world. Uh, people save money. I mean, I, I think we're very fortunate to, to live in the United States of America on many levels. I know sometimes it doesn't seem that way, but but I, but I think this is really this is one of the real keys is 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 the fact that we have the rule of law. We have we have a way of doing business, and we protect wealth in the country. In, in other places, you know, they don't have that. They don't have say they don't have four hundred one k plans. Uh, I, I saw a uh, sorry, I think it was in the Daily Mail about different uh, different savings around the world, different ways people save. Uh, they they and uh, and they have different types of, of savings programs. One of them is is uh, it's called Kake Bo, uh, which is basically in Japanese, it translates into household financial lever, ledger. It was, it was invented by uh, Japan's first female journalist, Hani uh, Makoko, Makoto. Uh, it, it, she came up with a way to help women run the finance. And in Japan, women tend to run the household, including the money. And, and so it was basically... She came up with four pillars uh, of programs or categories. It was their survival, which is your your mortgage or your rent, your groceries, uh, and then optional, which is uh, new clothes or <laughs> you'll see something. Uh, a, a, a culture, which is which is TV subscriptions and days out. Of course, it wasn't back in two, 1904. It wasn't TV subscriptions. Maybe it was a newspaper or or going out to uh, to a play or something, but. Uh, you know, go, going out, uh, TV subscriptions, your, your cable, those types, and, and extras, which are birthday present, unexpected costs. It, it, it helped people save money. It, 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 and one of the things is it, it, it kind of, you had to reflect to say, how much money should I save? How much money do I have? And how much am I actually spending? And then you, you reflect at the end of the month on your answers so you can kind of see where, where you can save money and, and uh, cut costs. And so it was. It was a pretty conservative way to help people out. Uh, in the United States, and it's not just here, but elsewhere in the world, there's informal savings clubs exist in many countries in India, in different places, Asia. How to save money? The Asians are big savers. You know, Japanese, Chinese, big savers. But the United States, we're much more fortunate than many other places because we have your four 40- oh. 1K, your 403B, your 457, your savings plans, they take the money out ahead of time out of most people's paycheck. And that lets 
a lot of people, you know, they, they can pretty much spend as much money as they want after that. I mean, you, you really want to be maxing out all your savings programs for you do that and ideally save more money than that. But but what makes the the four the one k plan all these qualified plans so exciting is look there's a certain percentage of the population if they don't have a four hundred one k plan if they don't have anything they're going to save plenty of money. There's also a much bigger percentage of the population that really struggles with saving money, and these savings programs are the way to get there because you can put away the research says thirteen percent, and what we say is is you'll have enough for retirement over the long term. That We save at a minimum 10% plus the company match, which is typically 13, a little over that, which is where the research we've seen says you need to be for saving money. Uh, we see a lot of people uh, uh, that, that need to save more money. We talk to a lot of people, and, and, and you use your 50s and 60s to really ramp up your savings, really put away money, and start preparing for retirement. Uh, that preparing to save enough money for retirement, and also we tend to have a lot of talks with people uh, about the importance of you know preparing mentally to retire, to set yourself up to retire, and to have a retirement that, that you enjoy you know, based on your personality, and, and, and I think that's important. And, and so you have to just you have to mentally prepare for retirement as well as financially prepare. But first, you've got to financially prepare so you can get yourself over, so you can start working on that. Uh, and so this is one of the real keys to building up wealth. But it's just it all goes back to that: save aggressively, invest conservatively, use these plans. They are the biggest wealth creator. The United States has ever seen. I, I, you know, you can say the house; it kind of goes back and forth. But I think really a lot of people they're building up more wealth in their their retirement plans, and and so and it's also liquid wealth. So so I, I, that you could use for retirement. I mean, it's, if if you can be, you know, uh, a house rich and in asset poor beyond that, you don't want to get into that situation either. So remember, save aggressively, investments, and these days more than ever. It's important to do it because we're really coming up to inflation. And we're going to be talking that uh, on the show here today, discussing that. We've been warning you uh, that, you know, we, 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 we wrote uh, that we sent out our Max Out Savings Report, which is free to listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, it last page since the port, re- retirement portfolios need to be to guard against inflation. Uh, the 30-year era of deflation is over. I think that that was pretty much brought home uh, on uh, Tuesday morning when we saw these, these shocking inflation numbers come out, uh, and we've been warning you about this. The the looking at the inflation, uh, they came in. The CPI uh, first came out, uh, and that was uh, I think Tuesday. Uh, the CPI was up eight tenths of a percent. X core, which is usually more stable, is X energy and uh, uh, food and energy, that's up nine-tenths of a percent. Now, that means core went up 10.8% on an annualized basis, 10.8% on an annualized basis for inflation. This is what we've been warning about. The Fed has been over there squawking about how they'd like to get get inflation above 2%. I mean, I... I'm just speechless. I think they've completely lost control. And year over year is 4.3% inflation. It's going to start accelerating from here. These are big numbers. Now, in fairness, the economy was shut down in April last year, and so commodity prices fell and prices fell. But we're going to be discussing some of this later in the show. But then we go, well, maybe it's just an a one-off, and but the PPI, which is your producer price index, which is kind of the the, the pieces that go into into the in the components in, in the in the in the base materials that go into your to things you're making, was up. Uh, that came in at up 0.7 percent for the month. Again, the highest number. Uh, the, the core point nine on the CPI that was the highest since it since 1981. I mean, these are these are huge inflation numbers. I mean, people don't forget in 1981 uh, we had 10 percent Treasury bonds, 10 percent, or we got 1.68, nothing to see, no inflation uh, as far as the eye can see in the Treasury market uh, because it's controlled by the Federal Reserve. Uh, but uh, 
But but these are big numbers. Uh, the, the, the the CPI was triple. The the core the core CPI was quadruple what people were expecting. And they were and it was double. They were expecting three tenths uh, on the PPI that came in at, at six tenths. And so again, well above expectations. I mean, the only thing that, uh, what I'm shocked is I don't know who had the numbers that low. I mean, I don't uh, if you can't see what was happening to prices out there. or or pick up the phone and talk to any business in the United States of America, you would have gotten a different story. But but this is it, it, the danger we're seeing here is what we're looking at is inflation. It, it we have lots of people that are on that are on uh, fixed income, social security, a pension, uh, annuities, fixed annuities out there. Uh, you know some of the pensions go up and are indexed a little bit. The social securities index, um, the annuities generally are not. Uh, once, once you annuitize them, it, it, and so you're really dealing with, if you get a big inflation, what you're going to run into is it, this is going to destroy your uh, your standard of living, no doubt about it. Now, the Fed will say is, look, this inflation is going to be transitory. It's going to go away. The economy's reopened. You got in the surge of inflation. It's going to go away. Look. I want to emphasize the Federal Reserve is completely correct. Inflation is transitory. Inflation is always transitory. Inflation was was transitory with the hyperinflation in Germany. It ended. It was transitory. Uh, if you look at a, a, a better example is after World War II. We had a two-and-a-half-year run of inflation. Uh, troops came back. The economy reopened up. Third years, you know, it's about three years Two and a half, three years. And the next year, we had deflation. Nothing to see here. See, the Fed is right. Inflation is not a problem. You know, so we should listen to the Fed. However, take a look at the prices. The prices jumped up 32% uh, in that inflation after the war. And yeah, they went down 2 or 3%, you know, the fourth year, deflation, nothing. To, well, the problem is, is people people's standard of living declined. Even after the deflation, they declined. This is the problem. Uh, uh, President Biden has made, look, hey, we're not raising taxes anyone, uh, making under $400,000 a year. It's all good. Nothing to see here. We're going to go after these big corporations uh, and uh, the wealthy people. Well, we're also, look, inflation is a tax on the working people of the United States of America. Uh, uh, make no mistake about it, inflation is a tax. It, it, and what we're doing is we're setting ourselves up, we're, 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 we're printing money. The, the Federal, Federal Reserve's balance sheet is going up from, I want to say, $4 trillion to – it's going up about 80% here recently, 80%. Uh, M2 is up 26%. M1, which is just it's currency in circulation and, and demand, it's up 300, over 300%. I mean, what do people not understand about when you flood the system with money, it, 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 it's going to go up. I mean, if, if you go into a junior high or, you know, into elementary school and get a, give every kid $10, the price of candy all over town is going to go up. I mean, what is not to understand here? And so this is – but I want you to understand this inflation is very damaging to retirement and it's very damaging to working people. Inflation is the working people's tax. It was devastating in the 70s. It devastated people's retirement. And And, and what worries me is – and I'm looking at. I'm actually holding a. Uh, I, you know, I had a discussion. I was at a at a, at a meeting. Uh, was that Thursday night? Uh, was it Thursday or Wednesday night? So it's Wednesday night and uh, Wednesday or Thursday night. Anyway, uh, for uh, for some projects we work on. You know, some boards were on. And, and one of the things was is is, is you're going to have is in inflation. This is this is transitory. Again, it it is transitory, but the damage is done. And that, that's what you need to understand. And what we, the more we look at this, the, this is not just because the Federal Reserve is, is buying, buying $120 billion worth of treasuries every month to keep interest rates low. It's not just that the Fed is growing their balance sheet, injecting, monetizing the debt. It's not just that we just spent $1.8 trillion uh, on, a, on, a, on like the third emergency COVID bill. It's not just that, that we're, we're paying people unemployment plus $300 a month. It, it's, it's not just that we're going to have an infrastructure bill for 
you know, two trillion dollars or one point eight trillion, and we're going to have another family uh, protection two trillion dollar bill. It's not. Just, it, 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 it's the fact that 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 the price of 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 everything is going up around the world. There's a demand for it. People are reopening. They're coming back, and yet we're injecting huge amounts of money. We didn't have to do any stimulus plan at all. Once the economy reopens, it was going to boom. If you look at people's checking accounts, they're, they're, they're very high. Debt for consumers has gone down. Everything was saying, hey, this is, we're on track to reopen. Everything is moving. And, in the, and then the Federal Reserve and, and the Democrats come in and start spending money, printing money, and throwing gasoline on a fire that's going to that's, that's turn into a raging forest fire and destroy working people's salaries in this country. And housing has gone up. I've seen 11%, 17%. How, how are working people, how are the young people in this country supposed to afford this? This is what my concern is. You know, and the answer is, well, in the future, we're all going to be We'll be we'll we'll just be renting our car. Or we're just going to be using a partial car. We'll call up Uber, and the car will come and pick us up, and we'll go someplace. And, and, and what we'll do is is we'll actually all live in apartment buildings or houses owned by corporations, and we'll just lease them out. And if there's any shortage, you'll just build more. Well, there's a, the last thing I'll leave you with before we do the commercial. There's a fundamental difference in a person, in a human being, between a person that owns property and a person that owns no property. It's a fundamentally different thing. If you look at neighborhoods where there's owners, they're neat, they're well-kept. If you look at places where there's renters, they're not well-kept. People don't care, care because they just they don't care. Look what's happening to our young people. We gave them out $1,200 checks, $1,400 checks. What did they do? So they couldn't go anywhere. They started buying stocks. They started buying crypto. They became investors. They became owners. We're creating a new generation of owners. We've got to fight to create the ownership generation in this country. We've got to push back on corporations and democratic policies that want to make us a nation of renters and, and, uh, and transitory people that have no value, that have no ownership, that have no nothing. The United States was built on on equality for everybody and ownership. And this is another thing that we're fighting. But this inflation is endangering that because people, young people with these skyrocketing prices and interest rates, go, they're not going to be able to buy a home. And, and I think it's ridiculous. We should be subsidizing new home ownership and we should be disincentivizing corporations from buying homes and renting them out and buying entire subdivisions. We don't need a, a, a we don't want to become a nation of renters. We want to become a nation of owners. And the Federal Reserve is encouraging this and the Democrats, just like they are with everything else that they move towards socialism. So we're going to be talk, come back and talk more about this and how do we go, where do we go from here? We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 
512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070. You also catch us on the Internet uh, by going to AM1070 Answers website, uh, and they have podcasts uh, from recent shows you can listen to as well. So there's a lot of ways to listen to. You can listen to live on the radio, the podcast. Uh, we've got uh, quite an audience now, and so we're continuing to build more savers uh, and, and more people building up wealth. Hey, so we're talking about the inflation. It, 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 and a couple things it does is it, it, it's, it's a tax on working people. It's going to endanger People, working people, people, young people coming up in, into the, into the system, uh, that, that from from being able to buy homes and being able to move into homes, it, and this is something that's a concern. And the final thing, it's very damaging to inflation, and so. So this is this is one of the things that we're really going to have to start planning for for the future. Is is really this inflation? And by the way, when I say working people, I want people to understand. I'm talking about most people out there. Uh, I'm talking about the people on the assembly line, people doing projects. I'm talking about about doctors. I'm talking about lawyers. I'm talking about project managers. I'm talking about small business people. The the most of the country, when I say working people, is really, I mean, it's it's a much, much broader definition. You know, software programmers, all types of people. It's it's a much broader definition. Uh, working people is really uh, the, the bedrock of the country, it, and, and, and everybody is being hit by, by this inflation. So we, we really have been digging down in the inflation. We've been warning you once we saw those the, the, the Federal Reserve, the shocking injections of money from the Federal Reserve, uh, that we, we, we've been concerned that this was coming down the pike. And, and here's, here's the problem I have. And why this is such a concern is, is because the Fed is monetizing the debt and they're injecting massive amounts of money. It, and, and look, we could see deflation in the future, but the, what people don't understand, it's like I said, after the damage is done to the inflation, then comes the deflation. But, but more importantly, it's going to slow down the economy. In the minute the economy starts going, it going slowing down and going to recession again, they're going to have to flood the system with money because they keep building up such massive amounts of debt because they're keeping interest rates artificially low. Everybody's buying a house. Why are they buying a house? Because they can borrow money at 3% and the house is going up 11 or 17% a year. It doesn't take a rocket science to see what it is. We have interest rates way too low. The Fed should be raising rates. Any logical, normal person would be saying this. And, and, and the problem is be, be, what they're concerned about is, is the minute they say we're going to start raising rates, all this money out there is, is going to panic. They, they, they put too much money in the system. There's too much liquidity on Wall Street, and they, they don't have any way to control it. So the minute it starts deconstructing, the, the Fed has got to come in and, and pour more liquidity into it because they're terrified what the end result of all this is going to be. But the danger that they're going to run into is is what's going to happen is is people are going, they're watching this, and they're in China, and they're in, in India, and they're in, in England, and they're in, 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 in Germany and France, and all around the world, South America. And they're looking at the United States going, what's going on in the United States? They want to put the filibuster. They want to pack the Supreme Court. They're printing money. They're borrowing money at two and twice the rate all the other countries in the world, and they're spending money at a much bigger rate. 
what's happening? Why is this happening? And, and, and then they see they're raising taxes, and then they see the Fed printing more money, and they're going to go, wait, do I really want to be in the dollar? Maybe the, maybe the euro, yeah, they're kind of incompetent, but they're just, you know, they're not trying to dismantle their country. Uh, you know, the Chinese, yeah. Xi Jinping, he's a dictator, but they seem to have their act together in China. You know, you know, they seem to be able to plan. They're not trying to, you know, they're not into a virtual civil war with each other over there. And they don't have a Federal Reserve that every time there's the least little problem, they flood the system with money, although the Chinese do. They just hide it. Uh, or, you know, maybe the Japanese, they seem like pretty prudent people. And that's the danger is, or maybe, hey, I'm just going to buy gold and I'm going to buy silver or I'm going to buy land. And the danger is people start losing confidence in the dollar. The dollar is the world reserve, world's reserve currency. If they lose the confidence, the dollar plunges. That further adds to the inflation. Because remember, dollars are priced gold. Uh, I mean, gold, not just gold and silver, but oil and many commodities are priced in dollars. And so this is going to be more, this is, it could spiral out of control as we get this under control. So what happens from here? A couple thoughts. You have to plan for inflation coming up, which means you have to move more to the commodity producers, which means the precious metals. It means companies at the base of the chain, so to speak, that their products are in demand, that they don't have a lot of input cost. As an example, if you look at the, you know, a lot of the mining companies and of raw materials companies, they use a lot of energy. Well, energy's gone up, but it's $60, which is not terrible. They can kind of deal with that. So their input costs aren't really going up a whole lot there. It, but but – and, and, and a lot of their products don't use a huge – you know, they, they – you don't use a lot of, of – of, you use some – you use some aluminum to build the car. You use some silver to build an electric, particularly electric car. You use a lot of copper to build an electric car. But it's not the main – it, 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 I mean, if the car is forty thousand dollars, you know, fifty thousand dollars, you're not using five thousand or ten thousand dollars worth of aluminum or silvers. There's there's smaller amount, so th those things are going to go up, and so they're going to continue to be in demand. It, it, the people that are so so they're they're going to do pretty well. The people in the middle, the 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 the, the manufacturers are going to get are getting squeezed. If you, if you look at an automobile, uh, you know, Ford. You can't buy it a Ford F one fifty right now because they're out of out of the twenty ones and the twenty twos. They don't have any semiconductors for it, and they're piling up on the lots. So, so so prices are skyrocketing for trucks. But it's not just the semiconductors. The steel is going up in the trucks. The aluminum that they use in the trucks is going up. You know the the zinc is going up. The all, all the, uh, the the parts in the truck. The 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 the, the uh, the uh, plastic is going up in the truck. The chemicals they're using are going up in the truck. They're getting squeezed on all levels uh, on the truck. And so they're able to raise the price, but eventually people are like, hey, look, I really can't afford to pay $90,000 for this F-250. And so, so, so then they have to start, well, tell you what, we'll give it to you for 80 or whatever. Their margins start getting squeezed. So, so what this is what happened in the 70s. The margins were squeezed. This is why the stock market peaked, I think, I want to say 1968, uh, 1,000, maybe 1,025. And I don't think it, it, it didn't go really above 1,050 to 1983 because they were being squeezed. In that interim, the oil and gas stocks did phenomenally well. Precious metals did well. So different types of things. Now, we, we did some work. On some of the looking at some of the commodity charts today, uh, on a lot of different different ones, and I'll just use copper as a as kind of a. Uh, let me pull it up here. Let's see if I can spell copper right. There we go. Little typing issues. Bear with me. And uh, we've got the price the the. Uh, Okay, there we go. The price of copper. Copper right now is is about four sixty five a uh, a pound. The low is two dollars a pound. Now you said, well, Ted, look. Uh, in fairness, the two dollars was when the economy was shut down, so that's not a good number. And it was, but if we look at, at copper, copper in in twenty nineteen was trading between about two. 
fifty to two fifty to three dollars. So now it's up to four sixty five. It topped out at right around. Let me see where it topped out. This is important here. It it, it topped out about four eighty nine. Uh, it's about four sixty five. This, a lot of the, the commodity stocks have have peaked, have maybe peaked in here near term. The commodity, not the stock, the commodities themselves. There, there was talk that China was going to try to push down commodities. They announced that this week. You know, because look, China, the U.S., they're looking at the they're looking at the at the uh, at the at the inflation. They're going to try to do something about it. Don't make no mistake. So they're going to try to push down the price of copper and these other ones. But it's at four sixty five. It, it, in 2019, uh, it, it averaged, like we said, 250 to three. So even if the price falls to 350, these guys are going to make a ton of money. So, so th- these these stocks, they're going to fall down. It's the same thing with lumber. Lumber was 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 is 1390. It was it was 300 to 450 in 19. Well, it's going to fall some, but these the lumber mills are still making a ton of money. The, the, the tree makers, they're, they're getting the same price they were five years ago for the trees, by the way, but that's another story. Uh, aluminum, same thing. Aluminum has gone up. It's, it's above the 19, uh, 2019 level. Uh, the, the same thing with, with all of the, the silver. Silver was, silver's $27 right now, over 27. It was 15 to 19 in, in, in 1919. So what, what's happened is these things are moving above trend across the board. And so, so, not only have they gone, have recovered the price, because remember, commodity prices were pretty good in, in January of, of, of 2020 before the pandemic hit. The key thing to understand here is these commodity prices have gone above, have gone above the price for, at January 2020. They're, they're, they're moving up to a new higher level, we think. And so this is going to be very good. For the thing, and we don't, we're not seeing kind of a slowdown. I, I think they're going to maintain a pretty high level for a while. Uh, if you look at many commodities, they were going up. The, commodity, inflation was starting to take off in in twenty nineteen. In twenty nineteen, and then and then it got hit with the thing, and it stopped. But now it's coming up with the the amount of money we poured into the system with the Federal Reserve and the government, uh, multi trillion dollar budget deficit. I think our budget deficit was three trillion dollars last year on a twenty trillion dollar economy. It's extraordinary, and, and this is very inflationary. So. So these guys are going to continue to make money. The economy is going to continue. The, the average consumer doesn't have a lot of debt out there. Corporate America is loaded down with debt. The government's loaded down with debt. Individuals, they were frightened. They're going to back off. They don't have the – remember, the average individuals don't have the Federal Reserve coming in and, and bailing them out every time there's a crisis in, in 1999, 1987, uh, 2008, nine. Uh, uh, 2008, they don't get bailed out. It's big corporations. So these big corporations have taken a lot of debt. So, so we, it, you want companies that can pay off that debt where their profits are going are gonna, to are gonna do well. Medium company, low to medium debt companies that, that if, if if this commodity cycle is in a new cycle, which we believe it is, it, the, the, we're going to have to put this infrastructure plan in place. We had a bridge crack over the Mississippi River. They shut down the the, the river for two days. They had nine hundred barges backed up. Uh, our, our infrastructure, I mean, it's embarrassing. If you look at the United States, most of our infrastructure was put in in the nineteen fifties. The the inter nineteen sixties the the interstate. Uh, the interstate highway system, many of the airports. Houston Intercontinental was the 70s. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I think it was 70s, and they've been expanding. I mean, we've got one of the best airports out there, but but most of the infrastructure out there is woeful. I mean, try driving between here and Dallas, or between here and and, and Louisiana. I mean, the, the the roads are you know they're, they're struggling to keep up with the traffic. Uh, we we've got to, we 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 have ignored our infrastructure. We've spent trillions of dollars on wars overseas, and, and, and we've got to come back. And so this is going to take further demand for commodities. But but the concern we see is the minute we go into another slowdown, you're going to see the Fed pour more money in, and that's going to be stagflation. So 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 this is something we're looking at. But we looked at the price of copper. The same thing with the farm farm area. We're invested in the farm sector. Uh, yeah, corn corn is six hundred and forty dollars a a a bushel, and it, it typically it, it bottomed at three hundred and twenty dollars in in 
it, it, during the pandemic, and now it, it traded in, in 2019 350 to 450. These guys again are making more money. It's above trend line. It's moving to a wheat. Wheat 707 dollars a bushel. Uh, it bottomed at 475, and it was trading between 425 and uh, 500 uh, the year before. So these things are moving up. I think what we're going to see happen is I think we're going to see pushback from the government. I, I think, you know, the, the, the Chinese, the Americans are going to try to do so. I think we'll see them drop the lumber tariffs coming out of Canada because they're going to try to push down these prices. But the key is there is such demand out there. You're going to see these prices are going to be are going to continue to hold higher than people think because this is not lumber, it's not steel, it's not semiconductors. It's everything is going up in price, and that that's inflation. That's the 1970s, and and again in the 60s it was the Vietnam War, the guns and butter, the welfare program. It's the same thing again with these massive welfare programs under under Biden are coming in, and this is going to be inflation. Tell you what, we're going to be right back to discuss some more of this. It, it kind of what, what what to expect next right here on the Max Out. Saving show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, Jay, what we have a call to 713-339-1070 from John. Hello, John. Yes, good, good morning, Ted. Hey, morning. Um, uh, yeah, I uh, was calling regarding, can you recommend a commodity-based mutual fund? The lumbers, the plastics, the coppers in it. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you what. There's uh, Jimmy Rogers. There's the Rogers Index Fund. L- let me let me get that. Uh, that that's a good one. And uh, we used the CRB for a while, which which was the uh, not, not, not DBA. The DBA, which is uh, that was the grains complex. Uh, the uh, let me see here. The, the one a couple of concerns I have near term. Is uh, yeah the Rogers uh, International Commodity Index. We've had Jimmy Rogers on the show, and uh, the symbol is uh, uh, RJI. Okay, and, and RJI. That, that's, 
Yeah. The 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 other one is the, the thing you have to kind of watch here is there's there's a couple of them. That, you know, there's Invesco uh, Commodity Tracking Index DBC. Uh, like I said, DBA is grains. I would I, look. I think we're going to get a correction in here in the commodities. Uh, like uh, what I'm looking for them to do is maybe cut some tariffs on s- some specific commodities to try to get more lumber, for instance, particularly out of Canada yeah. into the United States. Uh, I, I think the right. Chinese have made some talk uh, remarks about we're going to try to control commodities. I think they're peaking in here near term. And I think they're going to probably pull back a little bit. And then you use the pullback to pick up. The ones I like particularly are the some of the – there's some commodity uh, mutual funds if you want to get – and I would look those up. I don't have those, the, the, some of the, the stock funds. I think the stocks are going to start doing better from here than the commodities uh, because I think the commodities are going to be under pressure to pull back some. But our thinking is the price is going to stay well above – where, the, uh, where, where it was uh, uh, over the last couple of years, and they're going to make a lot of money. That's kind of the strategy right now. So I'd wait a week or two and, and see what these commodities do near term, because they've been red okay. hot since the beginning. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, my friend. I uh, appreciate the information. Thanks again. Okay. Thanks a lot, John. Uh, so, yeah, so this is so this is uh, looking at a lot of the charts of the commodities. Uh, it, it really, uh, you know, looking at copper, uh, you know, copper's been kind of on fire since the whole beginning. It, it seems to kind of back off over the last three or four days right after they made some remarks like that. By the way, another interesting remark uh, came this week was Elon Musk. Elon Musk made some uh, remarks about the uh, the he wasn't going to take Bitcoin for for his Teslas, which is a big reversal because, quote, it, it used electricity, which was bad for the environment. Uh, look, Elon's been a big supporter of these cryptos. Uh, I, I don't believe he just changed his mind. I, I think he was under a lot of pressure. He happened to be up in Saturday Night Live the week before. And, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the climate Nazis, I mean, basically just infest New York City. But but with a lot of these, the, the big, I, the Federal Reserve and the government is going after, I, I think are starting to go after the cryptos. Uh, the, you know, Janet Yellen's made some remarks. It, it, and the fact that, that uh, Elon Musk said that is somewhat of a warning sign. Uh, they're going to crack down. So, uh, you know, you want to watch those a little bit in here. Uh, the, 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 the Biden administration, I mean, this has been an unmitigated disaster uh, so far. Uh, the, I mean, what's been in uh, what's about March, April, you know, about 120 days or something, and uh, he's been in power, and, and inflation has spiraled out of control. We have gas lines. Uh, we, we, have, uh, we, we have just inflation. We have shortages of everything. Companies can't find workers. Nobody wants to work because they're collecting more uh, benefits because they've expanded the benefits so much. And so we've got businesses closing, uh, and this is just turning into a mess. And everything is being delayed. I mean, this is our borders are breaking down, and they've completely collapsed for all practical purposes on the southern border. We don't have a border, and this is turning into a disaster for them. They're going to have to start making it look like they're doing something real quickly. If you notice, suddenly they dropped the mask mandate, uh, reversed quickly on that. Uh, so expect more some things out there because these people have really screwed things up and done b- b- remarkably worse than anybody thought, including the, the Republicans. And, uh, I mean, this is shocking how badly this has gone for the United States. And, 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 and so – and, and, and a lot of their the Democratic base is not this radical. They're really operating outside of something called the Overton window, which is the Overton window is you have people on the left, you have the people on the right. One person wants, you know, no regulation, wants, wants a whole ton of regulation and, and, or a whole ton of taxes and no taxes. And, and so you find kind of, kind of a compromise in the middle where we're kind of the middle you know, goes, oh, we can have some more regulations, some more taxes, or we have too much of this. Or th- th- These people, a lot of their policies they put in place 
a good chunk of the Democratic Party doesn't support. Look, the Democrats don't support an open border. I mean, uh, if you go talk to the average Democrat on the street, they're not all for that. And, 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 and so they're not they're, they don't want inflation. I mean, it's shocking. They, they gave how many hundreds of billions of dollars to the Palestinians a month ago and then war breaks out and they, they launch an attack on Israel. I mean, it's extraordinary, the incompetence. So so they're going to have to they're look, they know they're screwing up. Make no mistake about it. They're hearing about it from their base. And so they're going to have to do something. So look for some big changes to start coming out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, if they're going to try to push down the inflation. I think that the inflation genie appears to be getting out of the bottle. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at this, the, 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 the uh, the CPI number was really driven up by a, a big increase in, 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 I want to say it was 10 to 15% increase in used car price, about 10% increase in used car prices. But, but, but look, people on a, a tractor this week and they're like, look, Ted, the tractor goes up every single month. You're lucky if you can get a tractor. And it's the same thing with cars. It's the same thing with everything. So, so this is, nobody wants to increase prices. 10, 15%. So they do 2% a month or 3% a month, you know, or 5% every other month. So, so this is going to continue, and this is a real problem. Taylor, do we have a phone call, Jennifer? Yeah, we have Stephen on the line. Hello. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Hope you're having a good morning. Yes. Um, regarding the stimulus impediment to employment, there's so much mm-hmm. belief in press and talk about how the enhanced stimulus package is motivating people to stay home and just collect unemployment. And as a result, of course, you've already stated this, they're unwilling to go back to a job. They cause businesses to have a very difficult time finding people to work, and they're causing the COVID recovery to stall. Yeah. So why not immediately reform the enhanced stimulus package to pay the difference between what they now get for doing nothing and what they would earn if they went back to a job until, of course, the stimulus package ends. And probably no argument that this will cause additional administrative cost, but I suspect that additional cost would pale into insignificance compared with what's being paid now. And people who refuse to go back to work are risking not having a job to go back to once the enhanced stimulus ends, which some states are already ending. I mean, this is not rocket science. No, that's a great idea. Look, um, look, you can't fault these people when they're going, look, I'm making $1,000 extra a month staying home than working for you. I mean, you I, I, the truth of the well, – you know, what can you say to the person? And, 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 but this is making it very difficult on businesses. And I'll tell you what you're not hearing about is lots of people are having to work huge amounts of owner time, particularly if they're the owners of the company. They're running people into the ground because they can't get workers, and, and, and the workers there are stretched. And so we've got to do something. This is a great idea. Uh, look, uh, th- this has been a disaster. I mean, I don't understand how people could not understand this. Econ- we, look, we were talking about this six months ago. The economy is going to open up in this time frame. I don't understand how our political leaders couldn't figure this out. But that's a great idea. Well, thank you. Maybe you have somebody in high places you can mention it to. <laughs> well, we do. We actually have some pretty interesting people that listen to the show. So, we'll, we'll, But I'll, I'll bring it actually up to some people I know because that, that's a great idea. Great. Thank you. Well, I mean, this care. is the problem. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, this, I mean, look, this inflation, they, uh, one reason you want to act on this as soon as possible, because this is also pushing wages up. I mean, if you look at the hours worked are getting longer and, and, and wages, and, and these bonuses aren't showing up in, in, in the, in the inf- wage inflation numbers, but they're there. And, and, and so what's going to happen is, is, is you, you just compounding the inflation. And this inflation psychology, this is the key right here, that this inflation psychology is going to take hold where people just start buying stuff. They start spending money because, oh, my God, you know, it's going to go up more next month and it's going to go up more the next month. You know, we had someone, uh, we're talking to the office, that friend of theirs, they, they, they were going to try to get a fence. The bid was good for three days, like three days. And it's not that they're trying to pressure the person. It's like, look, I, I, the, the lumber price holds for three days to get the board. And, and, and so this is really what we're dealing with out there. And if that inflation, look, it took us, keep in mind, inflation peaked around 1981, 82, 83, somewhere there at the bottom of the stock market, you know, because it was, inflation was very tough on the stock market. Think of that. Didn't do anything for 10 years. Inflation peaked. It took 40 years. Well, we probably got rid of the inflation psychology about five 
10 years ago. But it took at least 30 years to eliminate that inflation psychology. It, 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 once, it, once it manifests itself, it's very difficult to, to get rid of. And, and, and the problem the Fed has right now, they keep trying to pretend like it's transitory, nothing to see here, but people aren't stupid. They see what's happening. This inflationary mindset is starting to take a hold. Once that takes hold, once that triggers, and once people start, the money starts flashing, it, 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 it could really accelerate, and there could be real problems. In, in, out there, and and, and, and that's going to be the issue. And as that as, as these producer prices go up, and we just talked about they're up up you know on an annualized basis, you know close to ten percent, uh, you know about eight percent. Uh, people, they're going the products are going to go up, and this is going to be the key thing. And, and and so, and the problem is if we if this is like after World War II and costs go up. You may be 32%. That was just kind of a rough number we, I, I calculated, but maybe it was just 25 or maybe it was 35. I don't know. But if they go up there, that means that's a, a huge reduction of standard of living for working people in this country. It, it's incredibly damaged to retirees. So we're going to see how this goes. So, so look for some of these things to happen. Start preparing. Again, shorter-term bonds. One of the adva- in the inflationary times, during one thing we had back then is you could actually go invest and get – you're getting 5 6% in money markets. You're not getting that now. But for, for, and, and you can get stocks yielding 4 5 6 7% yields. The, the problem, the Fed is keeping rates low, so they're artificially depressing these the, the things. But what, so what you've got to do is you've got to get ahead of that. Because some of these things are going to be in trouble, so you want to be in short-term bonds because there's no way the interest rates are going to stay low. They're going to have to go higher. Shorter-term bonds. You want, you want to try to get overseas stocks. Well, hey, you know things aren't going to be as bad overseas because they don't have a Federal Reserve that prints money at the drop of a hat. Those type of things. So companies like, like a food company overseas okay, that are doing business all over the world, yeah, they're going to have inflation, but they're going to control it around the world, and, and people are going to use other countries' stocks as potentially safer because of everything that's happening in the United States. So you've got to factor all these things in. Now, I'll tell you I'm what, we just sent out our back. Yes, go ahead. You had a question. Well, you know, regarding that, is there a, an ETF or a family of ETFs or mutual funds that specifically focus on inflation protection that either have dividends or have whatever payouts that sort of keep pace with and try to stay ahead of inflation? I will come up with some funds. Taylor, I'm running out of time right now. I'll come up with some for the next show next week. Great. Good Thank question. You. Thanks. That, that's a great – we're going to come up with some, some funds for people there to help them out. But, look, if you're not on the free Max Out Report, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. If you need some help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment. Until next week, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. You want to continue that even during these inflation. You, you have to put away more money in tougher times. That's another thing to remember. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show.